It's time for the spookiest, scariest, unluckiest episode of all time. Episode 13 of Don't Be an Idiom. Ooh. Are you creeped out? Big time. I guess that would have been better for like a Halloween episode. Nah, well, cut it, edit it out. Oh, we'll cut this whole thing out. Add something in. Actually, we're just going to cut the whole episode out. So right now you're not listening to anything. This one's just for us. It's just for us. Um, hi. Hello. My name's Ryan. My name's Albert. And we are your hosts with the most unlucky number of all time. Welcome to episode 13 of Don't Be an Idiom. We got a whole bunch of things to talk about today. So let's first talk about why the number 13 is so unlucky. That's a good place what do you to think? start. Did you already have an idea before um, you came here today about why 13 is unlucky? Mm. Something about the moon. Something about the moon. It's got to be the moon. I read the only moon thing I read was uh, in ancient times when there were 13 full moons in the calendar. It messed up monks. Yeah. Who made the calendars. I heard when you have a 13th eye, that usually is something really bad. <laughs> too many eyes? Yeah, that's just one too many. That's probably where it comes from. Yeah. Well, the two stories that we just looked up were, one was uh, the Last Supper of Jesus Christ, Judas Ooh, Iscariot. Yeah. Bad to the bone Judas was the 13th guest, and obviously he uh, he messed things up for his Knocked over the bit. gravy boat. Mm-hmm. And also, the other one was Norse mythology, which we spent a lot of time talking about last week. Oh, yeah. Loki was the 13th guest at uh, Valhalla when Odin had a party, I guess. He's like, hey, guys, I'm here to mess stuff up. And he did. I'm a necessary evil. It'd be so boring without me. It would be boring without Loki. What's life without conflict? I can't help but think of The Mask with Jim Carrey when I hear the name Loki. That's right. I know that everyone talks about Thor, the Thor movies now, but yeah. I think of The Mask still. Yeah, I mean, I can't leave the house without people being like, hey, have you heard about Thor lately? <laughs> Those movies got some really nice special effects, don't you think? Can yeah. I get a quote? People can. <laughs> can I write that down? It's like 1930s <laughs> news reporters always waiting outside your house. What a scoop. <laughs> I believe Thor is a great movie. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I actually completely forgot. God, I got an actually in there right away. Mm. Phew. Uh, I forgot completely that Loki was the spirit behind the mask mask. Yeah. Completely. Uh, until right now? Until you just mentioned it. Yeah. But then it all came flooding back. But I was also obsessed with the mask. I had a mask yeah. t-shirt. I had a scrapbook. <laughs> okay. I was, right. I mean, I, I, every, every like entertainment. Do you still have the scrapbook? I could probably you find it. it. Yeah. My dad probably th threw it away. Because... <laughs> <laughs> It's in the basement of my parents' house. Yeah. He's like, this isn't enough about me. <laughs> Peace out. Um, so we've we've uh, hit a snag that we think all of you should be aware of. Um, yeah, this you, is you, huge. You may recall from episode 11, we spent a good deal of time talking about Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe too much time. Apply. <laughs> I don't think there's enough time in the day to talk about Belarus. And uh, in our stats, it says the Belarus listener is just kind of stuck on episode nine. Yeah. So when we noticed that Belarus was listening, we went hog wild and just <laughs> threw all this Belarus stuff out there and, you know, uh, wrote a Belarusian <laughs> Christmas song that's really Kinda. more Italian and Irish. There's, there's, there's hints of there's it. There's hints. Um, 
And, you know, we did all this stuff with gremlins for them. Right. We were so excited. And then it just, they just stopped. So we feel like that there is this poor Belarusian out there that... They don't know. ...doesn't know how much we care about them. (laughs) Right. And how much that episode... 11? Yeah, I think Couldn't so. have existed without them. Not, I mean, at not all. Not quite the same way. So if you know... Yeah, if you know a Belarusian, you get in touch with them, you yeah. tell them to just scream through the streets of Minsk. Tell them, don't worry about the cops. Just get home and listen to the podcast. All they have to do is listen to two more episodes. We must have really fucked up on episode nine for them to have stopped there. Like, eh, I've had enough. That's that. That's a shitty feeling. Like when you're when you're into something, and then all of a sudden one day you're just like, Nah, nah I, I get just it. Don't need it anymore. And I mean, I've done that to so many things. But <laughs> yeah. when, when you're the thing, it kind of <laughs> sucks. Hurts. But the good news is, is that there is another country that is now that has reached the top five mark. Oh yeah, who is all caught up. Oh yeah, I can tell because of the stats. The stats don't lie. Our new favorite country is Slovakia. Slovakia. Bring up the crowd. <laughs> Let's yeah. hear it. This is for you, this Slovakia. For you. More. Don't More. fuck up. <laughs> don't fuck up like Belarus. Listen, we need you to email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com mm-hmm. and let us know everything there is to know about you. Because we looked up a lot about Slovakia. Yes, because. Although we didn't look up the top 10 popular names in Slovakia. Oh, shit. But we did look up 13 interesting facts about Slovakia. Yeah, that for big episode 13. (laughs) Right. What are some things that... uh, This is for you, Slovakia. (laughs) Well, what do we write down there? Well, did you know that Slovakia has the highest number of castles and chateaus per capita in the world? That's nuts. Over 100 castles, over 400 chateaux. And the crown jewel would be (laughs) the Bratislava Castle... Which housed the crown jewels of Hungary. Of Hungary. You know, Albert asked me to Google, <laughs> what's the crown jewel of Slovakia? Yeah. And this came up, but it's not necessarily the crown jewel. But maybe our maybe, listener maybe can is. email us. Yeah. What do you think is the crown jewel, jewel. of Slovakia? Metaphorically. It just, doesn't have to actually be a crown jewel. And it doesn't have to be a jewel. castle either. It no, it could be anything. Any, if I, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Yeah. And maybe it's like, ah, oh, that's like a really cool looking like like mailbox down the street. That make, to me is the crown jewel of Slovakia. <laughs> they make great Great fries in that, Slovakia. The crown jewel of fries. <laughs> the crown crown jewel. Oh, Jesus. What are okay. the facts? Well, it's the geographical midpoint of Europe. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Right in the middle. Yeah. Middle of all of it. But for us, they're right at the top. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, they also have free train travel <laughs> if... If you qualify for one or more of these things here, if you're a student under 26 years old, if you are a widowed and or disabled uh, pensioner, pensioner, mm-hmm. couldn't read my own handwriting, or if you're over 62. I think it's nice that widows get to ride trains free. Yeah. There's a song in there some or a story in there. <clears throat> Yes, Something. I'm getting a foreshadowing the yeah, for the end of maybe, the episode. Maybe we'll end up writing a... I don't know if you guys know our process, but we listen back to the episode and we decide what, what would be funniest to write a song about. Yeah. Sometimes. I guess this is our process. I, no, I think that is. But I like the widow on the train. The widow on the train, it's yeah. It's dark, you know, like, I don't know. It's an instant Going classic. through the fog and through the, the tunnels. Yeah. She's got, like, you know, a black veil on. And then, like, a veil blows back and she's a bone. <laughs> m- m- she's a... M- <laughs> she's a <laughs> 
She's a bone machine. Bone machine. She's a bone She's machine. She's a bone machine. The train queen. Widow, widow, widow. Yeah. Writes right. itself. Yeah, that's easy. Okay. Uh, what else we got here? They are. They have the highest wooden altar in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked up a picture of that. Pretty beautiful. Yeah. I. He didn't let me see it. No. That was quick. They have the. They are in the top three for most beautiful type of women in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about the most beautiful women in the world, top three countries right there. Yeah. So and maybe our listener is a a beautiful Uh, young lady who's looking for a suitor, Al. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's very relevant (laughs) because I've said a lot of goodbyes this week. Uh, Andy Warhol's mother and Paul Newman's mother (laughs) are Slovakian. Yeah. Yeah. That's so Paul Newman without without Slovakia we wouldn't have salsa. Paul Newman is the or crown cool, jewel or of cool salsa. Luke. Whoa. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh my god, pineapple salsa, Paul Newman. I know. I, I associate yeah. it with you. Oh. Introduce me to it. Maybe I eat it too much. Uh yeah. One trick salsa pony. They have they have great treasure. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. That that and website, I don't think that was <laughs> It was highly credible. I just said some great treasure was discovered there. Yeah, don't worry. We're coming anyway, so you don't have to brag about treasure. Uh, the devil has a rock in Slovakia from that same website. Yeah, the devil's rock. Uh, yeah, devil's rock, also known as mushroom rock. Mm. I'm into that. I didn't Google image it. That's okay. I, yeah, I didn't see that one either. It has the highest horse statue, and I can't remember if that's in the world. Um, I think it is. Maybe in the world. Yeah. Okay. That's good. The, what about the Trojan horse? Uh, that's no longer. A statue. Yeah, that's not a statue. No. I was used for trickery. <sighs> yes. Uh, is, is this our last fact? No. Oh, jeez. Uh, number 11. They have the only horologe in the world that shows true solar time. And that baby is beautiful. Yeah, it really is. You guys need to Google that. Yeah. The solar horologe in Slovakia. Yeah. We need to get in there. Yeah, we do. Hang on it. And from far away, it looks like an American rest stop. But then you look at it and you're like, whoa, it's much better than that. <laughs> and they have an RV. That's a joke, right? No, I did. When I was across the room and you pulled it up, I was like, oh, it looks like one of those big rest oh stops. Oh my God. American rest stops are such <laughs> dog shit. That thing is beautiful. Well, I'm, my eyes were, I was crying and my eyes were crossed. <laughs> All right. Because uh, we should not offend Slovakia no, by no, comparing I, it to I'm, anything in America. You know, it's like, what are you thinking about right now? Yeah. Rest, rest stops. stops. But then I looked at it. I was like, wow, it's yes. this big, beautiful building. It's much and nicer a than a rest yeah. stop. No, I'm not being offensive. Okay. In my opinion. <laughs> And this was, this was supposed to be opinion? the episode of No Offensive. Uh, they have the oldest toy in Central Europe. It was a, they discovered they the discovered oldest the toy. Oldest Six, toy. <laughs> yeah, it's three thousand years old, right? Well, was, yeah, sixteen hundred BC. Yeah, that math checks out. It checks out, it does. And what kind of toys did they have three thousand years ago? Well, of course, a push cart, push cart cart grave child is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I laughed too hard. Right Ryan was reading them off, and I was trying to write fast. I was like, "Oh my god, my brain is." It was like shit. a four wheel push cart. Yeah, I don't know. From the grave of a child. Yeah, they, I they don't know if that's appropriate the, to rob a child's grave. I mean, he wasn't using it. Well, we don't know. He's using the ghost of the grave cart. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's a thing. And last but not least, big number thirteen. Drum mm. roll, pre pre's. <laughs> <laughs> 
Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Uh, they have this uh, crazy myth of the Vodnik. Yeah, yeah, right? that's cool. And he's the uh, guy who waits to collect the souls of drowned people. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And uh, in his spare time, he plays cards, smokes pipes, and patrols the river on a half-sunken dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Because the Whatever. article that we were reading was cut off. <laughs> yeah, so. And we don't know. So f- for our Slovakian fans, if you could just call us up and. Well, or email us. Or email us. We don't us. have a number. Yeah. Uh, call us up and tell us what he patrols the the lake on. Um, I guess it's a half sunken ship, right? I mean, it could be anything. But this guy's got ge- uh, gills. <laughs> <laughs> gills? Yeah, the number 13 is cursing our language gills. tonight. Oh my God, you're so right. Episode 13 is really messing us up tonight, I think. Oh, episode 13. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cut it out. We can leave it. Nothing's offensive anymore. Okay. Um. <laughs> it was the 13. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, He's got gills. All right, gills, yeah. Yeah. Um, So so anyway. (laughs) Oh, and he collects the souls. He puts them in a jar, a porcelain jar. Oh, right. That's nice. I think they're like, they turn into bubbles or something. Into bubbles? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. All right. So anyway, that's our Slovakia segment. We have we're gonna have one more country shout out coming in in a couple weeks. Yeah, and it's a a very important one. It's an important one because we're gonna we're gonna be We're gonna touch down. We're gonna touch down on it. Yeah. So who knows? You know, Maybe our listener will come come meet us for a Cinnabon at the uh, airport. Yeah. What's what else is funny at the uh, the Nathan's hot dogs? Yeah, I'm sure South Korean airports <clears throat> have a lot of Nathan's hot dogs. Damn it, you gave oh, it away. Shit, they're we'll, gonna be so excited though. They're like, we're next. We'll cut it out and post. Yeah. All right, so we have um, one more thing before we uh, decide who goes first, and it's um, Albert's list of goodbyes. Yeah, this was a big week. Uh, so we were going to do shout-outs, but I decided to make them goodbyes. So I'd like to first say, for my brother Jake, and my, my cousin Nora, too, because they went to the same high school. They're saying goodbye to high school. They just graduated. Congratulations. It was also my high school, and uh, it was weird being back there. And the bishop was there, actually, and he... There's another actually. And uh, he loves Ariana Grande. He mentioned her twice. Oh, I guess. No, because. Yeah. Because of Manchester, I guess. Yeah, he did. But, and that was serious. But then he was, but then he came back to her and he's like, and you know, a lot of these pop stars out there are not good role models, but she really seems like a good role model. She does. I don't think so. Oh, well. I mean, this is like a, I don't know. You know what? This is the, not, I'm not offending anyone this, this week. Uh, we're going to have for our friend, Jim, our dear friend, Jim, he, we're saying goodbye to his thirties for him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he looks great. The big four Oh, for a 40, we went to man. Nick cave for his 40th birthday party. And that was really cool. That's really nice that you guys did that. We also went to iron maiden. That's really cool that you did that too. Well, we're pretty cool guys. Who else are you saying goodbye to? Or uh, what else you saying? Oh, I'm to? saying goodbye to my one of my all-time favorite shows, The Leftovers, ended on Sunday. And if you watch it, then you know just how heart-wrenching it was Whoa. to say goodbye. And a fun fact about that episode is they had a literal scapegoat on it. Whoa. In it. Oh. Yeah. Did they use the word scapegoat? They did, and they they actually talked about the history of it. And they used beads at this wedding to uh it, all the people were wearing beads, and they put beads over the goat's oh. head to represent the sins. Well, you don't want to spoil anything, though. <laughs> this is 
It was a nice, it was a, that doesn't give away too much. Oh my God. Episode 13, man. No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. But because nobody's going to start watching The Leftovers now because everyone hates that show except me. Oh, okay. And Cole Madison. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there was a scapegoat. And last but not least, a real serious one here. I just want to say goodbye from me to my dear neighbor and the greatest guy in the world, Mr. Roland, uh, unfortunately passed away last week. And, it's a bummer. Uh, it, it was a super bummer. And any of you out there that knew him or met him, um, he was a one of a kind. He was the crown jewel of Audubon, of for Audubon, sure. Yeah. Um, but just one of the crown jewels of my whole life. And I loved him very much. And he was like a grandfather to me. And he was a badass motherfucker. And he always drank high lifes and... Wow, well, this episode's for him. I couldn't even tell you enough. Yeah. Dude's the man. Yeah, yes, he is. So anyway, that's the list of goodbyes. All right. Well, let's say hello. Let's say hello to our idioms for the day. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Albert. All right. That was beautiful. Thank you. All right. So I'm we got, a nun now. We have, a, we have an Eisenhower dollar. Yeah. These were only printed between 1971 and 1978. It's the dollar of our dreams. All right. What are you, heads? Hmm, you'd like that, wouldn't you? I actually prefer tails. I bet you do. Do you? This has got a that's got a good tail, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like an eagle flying on the moon. Oh yeah. Right? There's a moon in there, right? Oh. Yeah. He's up there. It does look like the moon. Oh Jesus, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this thing's got the heft that you deserved. I'll take heads. Okay. It's tails. Oh. All right. Good for you. Today, we're going to be discussing an idiom. The idiom is fly-by-night. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, fly-by-night. I chose it for a reason, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. And um, I want you to tell me first, what does fly-by-night mean? Seems, I mean, it seems literal to me. What's a fly-by-night? I don't know. Can you use it in a sentence, please? In a modern context. Yeah. Because um... it seems so literal that I'm having trouble separating... Um, my, my dad told me not to hire that contractor because he's a real fly by night. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that would be someone who's, uh, un, what's the word? What's the word? Unreliable? Unreliable. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, also a shifty shady kind of character. Definitely. Like untrustworthy. Yeah. You know, they might take all your money and then leave before they do anything. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fly by night. Yeah. Now I'm seeing it. Now I'm seeing it. So what do you think um, the origin of that is, Fly By Night? Oh my gosh. One who departs in the middle of the night, kind of, to, to flee some sort of responsibility. Sounds like you're talking about me. <laughs> uh, but I'm not that old. Have you ever, so, have you ever been a Fly By Night? Oh. No comment. No comment. Uh, no comment. I'm making big changes. You are. I am. This is a week of big changes. I'm going to go with fly-by-night vampires. Vampires. Okay. What about vampires? You know, they love to get up at night. Mm. They do their thing. They suck the blood. The blood. They get out there. They party down. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, you're on the right track. If I'm being honest, my original thought was bats. Oh, okay. And then I was like, well, let's make it more fun than that. Yeah. Vampires. All right, cool. Well, those are wrong. 16th century. 10th century. 10th century vampires. Yes. Okay. Fly by night. 
All right. Well, that's wrong. But you did kind of get into the spooky zone. Yeah. Which is where we're going. I mean, I'd like, yeah. Yeah, so when, so, when do we ever leave? I figured since we're doing episode 13, we should should uh, try to get like a semi-spooky... Alright, so originally in the 1700s, um, this guy Gross made a dictionary of the vulgar tongue. You referenced that before, uh, didn't you? Yes, yes. And I, could be, I've, I thought, how about it? The guy's name is Gross, and he wrote the dictionary of the vulgar... T- or recorded some... The, Gross, yeah, vulgar, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, although I didn't realize it until I just read it out loud. And just like, like said it. Yeah. mask. All right. So Gross said that a, um, a fly by night was originally an ancient term of reproach to an old woman, signifying mm. she is a witch. Oh, sure. So all of a fly sudden, by night. fly by night, a witch flying on a broom. Sure. You know, leaving in the middle of the night kind of thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm in the spooky realm, yeah. yeah. So then that eventually developed into, you know, just being applicable to someone who just is horrible and, you know, you, right. can't, you can't depend on them. Right, right. So so that, that, that appears to be just where it came from. Um, but you'd call like an old hag, like, ah, she's a real fly by night. Oh. Appar- apparently in the 1800s in England, it also referred to a prostitute oh, or a prostitute's vagina. Okay, see, that's, I was, if you could have seen me at home, my finger went up before you said that because I was going to say, how do we get from witch to like someone you bang and you're yeah. not that proud of it? <laughs> right, because right, Because right. that's that guy, that, that vulgar tongue book. You know, I actually ordered three, three, <laughs> I actually <laughs> Ugh, it's okay. It. You're doing good. I know I, that felt kind of natural, so it was okay. I ordered that book, yeah. and it's in transit because it, it kept coming up, and so I wanted to have a copy. So it's not here yet, but Whoa. I've been thinking about it. Okay, cool. That yeah, that needs to come into our possession yeah. in some way. So, um, all right. So that was a very direct, you know, um, etymologically. That's where it comes from. Right. Right. So the the research was kind of like, all right. So a witch. Fly by night. Why are witches perceived as flying at all? Right. So where did that come from? Sure. So my question for you is that why are witches depicted as flying on broomsticks? Hmm. Why? Oh, why? I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah. But I feel like. The first witch ever was like, let me just grab something real quick. There's the broom. It's all I got. I'm not going to fly in the cauldron. <laughs> yeah. That's a wet ride. Yeah. It's, <laughs> although that could be, if it was big enough, it'd be like a little spaceship. Right. You could hold the handle. Yeah. But yeah, hot and wet. No oh, good. But that you're right there with the cauldron handle. Yeah. That's a funny image. You flying in the cauldron, holding the handle. Let's make that how our witches go. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm probably going to ruin um, witches on broomsticks for like everybody, oh, maybe a penis. Um, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah but right. that's. I mean, that's that's actually not a bad. I mean, everything is. Yeah, everything's a penis. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, what I was going to say to uh, Voltar or whatever. He was riding on a half sunken penis. <laughs> but I was like, obvious joke. That would make that Slovakian myth way funnier. Yeah. All right. Well. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna quickly go through the whole witches on broomsticks and where people believe that came from. Mm-hmm. According to texts from the 1300s through the 1500s, you know, in mm-hmm. the 1500s is when in the Middle Ages everyone was a witch and everyone's just getting like burned alive and stuff. Oh yeah. But apparently in pagan rituals, 
uh, people to make the crops grow would have dances around bonfires where they would, you know, be kind of going around the fire on their pitchforks and their broomsticks and like poles and things like that. Just like stuff that. from home. Stuff from home, right? Yeah. And it was just kind of like a dance to, you know, it was pagan. So, you know, whatever we can do to get the crops yeah. to grow. Just so So some people think that it comes from that. And then this progressed into witches. Apparently, when witches would, you know, be forced to give testimony, mm. they would say how they, you know, they, uh, um, ha- you know, were flying through the trees and, you know, they were with the devil and they're, you know, in, you know, a Sabbath ritual, basically. Yeah. And once these witches' homes were um, investigated, they would find a lot of different potions and ointments. And this is all true. This all like sure. happened. Yeah. So some of the things is that a crime to have yeah. a potion or an ointment, some of the herbs that they found, um, were hemlock, nightshade, henbane, mandrake, mm. and all of these different herbs had hallucinogenic effects. So once <sighs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the, uh, Jimson weed is another one. But they all have these hallucinogenic chemicals called tropane alkaloids. Okay. So when they would mix them together, and if you ingested them, I mean, you'd have... (laughs) You would think you were flying. (laughs) Right. Well, apparently, if you just even rub them on your skin, it would create (laughs) enough of a hallucinogenic effect where it felt like you were flying. Oh, yeah. you know, even as, you know, I think like it was like in the 1800s or something, this this scientist experimented with this and, and found that, you know, he's like, it feels like I am flying and I had all these crazy visions. And it explains why witches believed that they were doing all these crazy things. Fantastic. Because you're just hallucinating. Yeah. Because of all of these herbs and stuff that they were putting together. Sure. So it gets weirder and cooler. So well, it's already nice and weird and cool. So one of the constables who who took one of these ointments, they um <laughs> they like tested. Took? Yeah, because they to take uh, not yeah. to. Oh, oh no, no! I he can like, see him at home. He's like, just a little. Let me wet my whistle. <laughs> oh, constable witch, witch constable is the witch, constable witch. <laughs> Too much Jimson weed. Um, but they actually ex- experimented on the uh, executioner's wife. <laughs> oh, sure. And they covered her with the ointment from head to toe. It says use one drop. And she was like knocked out for 80 hours or something crazy like that. When she woke up, she's like, I did a lot I am of crazy different. Stuff. Yeah. I don't believe in marriage. She was apparently. <laughs> Give me that axe. <laughs> she was apparently different after that. Forever. Hot different. Hot different. Sash. Yeah. Well, it was discovered that these these ointments were most effective on the armpits oh, under sure. the armpits and the glands or through the mucous membranes of the anus and vagina oh, okay so there is evidence that these wow. witches would rub the ointment on the broomsticks. Oh my god! I know, I know this is crazy, but there's a lot of evidence from the time period written in text, wow. and they would they would go astride them. They would you know put them between their legs, sure, and through that they they would because it was too dangerous to ingest these orally. Oh so my god! They would. <laughs> Lube up the broomstick. Yeah, loop- now, keep in mind, listeners, these aren't the smooth Target brands. No, these are broomsticks. The these are the gnarled fucking <laughs> never smooth broomsticks. Messed up. Top of the line, still going to fuck you up. Right. So wow. then 
<laughs> they would do that and they would trip. Yeah. They would have hallucinations, <laughs> obviously. And 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 th- from uh, rumors and you know just like those stories going through time, it was oh it God. wasn't that they. I mean, they felt like they were flying because they were hallucinating. But then it just turned into they were, they were actually flying, and that's why we have witches who fly by night, which is where we get the the idiom that someone is a fly by night. Wow, I mean that is just something else. Yeah, just th- I mean just to think that the. You know, this has been a couple things now that we're finding uh, there's some roots in hallucinogenic drugs that are making these things that are cool already. And now that's really cool because it's, you know, it gets a little bit away from like the deep beliefs of things. It's like, oh, they're just believing things and meditating and fucking whatever. But, you know, now it's like, oh, no, their brain is just spazzing out and making awesome things happen in their mind. I love that. Yeah. And think about like Halloween, like kids' Halloween cards in Target and stuff. I mean, witches on brooms. I mean, right? It's insanely inappropriate now. Yeah, I, I love it. Is it crazy? Yeah, uh, I thought it was really cool. But that's that's all my information for that. But I wanted to do it because it had to do with witches. I think that's fantastic. Oh my god, yeah. And you know, because witches are one of those things that get overused at Halloween sometimes, and you know, you can kind of be like, eh, you know, not my favorite monster or whatever. Not that it's a monster, but. Uh, this brings a whole new edge to it, and yeah, I love it. Another edgy. Now, how do we get the uh, tryptophan <sighs> uh, chemicals? Because surely that's off the uh, radar of police by now. The tropane alkaloids. That's not the turkey stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, we just need to get those herbs. Okay, so for all you witches out there, <laughs> just give us a call. Yeah, we're looking for nightshade, yes. henbane, mandrake, jimson weed, all the good stuff. Yeah, just mix it all together. We also need some brooms. Yes. And vaginas. Oh, okay. Or armpits. Oh, right. We're good. Can we use dicks? Yeah. All right. (laughs) That was fun. That was a good one, man. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening. You're welcome. That's my idiom of the week. Thank you. And don't forget, don't be (laughs) an Uh, adult. My turn. Couldn't remember the lead-in phrase. All right. Take it away, buddy. Do you want to know mine? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard anybody say uh, that somebody... Well, let me just use the word, and then I'll okay. if you give you context if you need it. Yeah. Hang dog. Hang dog. Yeah. I think I've heard of a hang dog. <laughs> yeah. You're going with a lot of the one-word idioms. You know, I noticed that about myself. Yeah, you're attracted to them. I don't mean to. No, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so... Yes, hangdog is is the word that I'm going to give you with no context, and then we could just kind of work from there. Oh, God, a hangdog is kind of like, Jesus, I'm taking a a stab at this. And remember, this is is modern use first. What do you think it means? Yeah, I think a hangdog is a a crummy, crusty dude who hang, you know, is just kind of like chills on the corners of the streets at night and, yeah. Like a bum, a hobo. Yeah, sure. Like that's that's not too far off. Yeah. The most popular way that it's used right now is people will say, uh, actually, popular. You know where I heard it mm. uh, for the I, the first time that it ever just cut through my ears was mm. on Dancing with the Stars. Whoa. Yeah. You so, love Dancing with the Stars. I've heard. My dad loves Dancing with the Stars, but he will deny it to the grave. He's always like, "There's nothing on." <laughs> And that is always on. <laughs> uh, so sorry, Dad. But 
they were talking about that that Olympic swimmer that got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Do you know the guy that was Ryan Lochte? Michael Phelps. Ryan, Ryan Lochte. He got in trouble over where the Olympics were because okay. he broke into like a oh, bathroom yeah. of a gas Idiot. station. Yeah, I remember that. So when he went on Dancing with the Stars, um, it was trying to be like a uh, a way that when you get into the media and you try to get your people liking you again sort of thing. And these people came and tried to like grab him on the show. Did you hear about that? Uh, yeah. And then like a a fucking security guard tackled one of the people, but they Uh, were like, yeah, they were so harmless. These people, they were just like, no down with Lochte. (laughs) Um, anyway, the, the, one of the announcers was like, you know, and Lochte was just standing there with a hang dog look on his face. Oh, and it was an adjective. It stuck with me. Yes. That's the way that it's used most often, but it is also a noun. Oh, okay. All right, look, the adjective is the popular one. It's sad or shame-faced, brow-beaten or sheepish. All right, a hangdog look. Yeah, Got so it. I feel like I wake up with one every day. And that first started around the 1670s. Okay, that was oh, so it's been around a while. Yeah, uh, but then in the 1680s, it started being used as a noun also. So that was a despicable person uh, where they might be being fit only to hang a dog. Imagine a person like that. I mean, or, what is that like someone's job? Like, uh, I gotta go down gotta to go the dog pits. Yeah, you're like, hang a, yeah, well, because it's also being like a low person, mm. um, which is a low person could also, you might say, like, ah, what a low life, what a dog. Like a butcher's daughter. Yeah. No, uh, no. <laughs> she's hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a, a low person that's only fit for hanging. Now, why in the world would that be? So I'm asking, what's the origin? Where are we getting hangdog from? What does it mean? Before it meant this. A hangdog. I'm I'm assuming that it has something to do with um, being an executioner Hmm. um, and, you know, being in charge of, I don't know, pushing the... Pushing the stool from beneath the people's feet. Right. Um, dude, I don't know. So he's like the hang dog. Yeah, he's the hang dog. Yeah. Like, what's up, dog? You gonna hang some people just today? Hanging around. I don't have a good guess for this. That's okay. Well, it's pretty darn literal. What do you know about the animal trials in Europe from the 13th to the 18th century? I don't know anything about them. This guy I'm sitting across from right now is one of the smartest people I know. And (laughs) I knew that when I came across this, I was like, this is so something I've never heard of before. So let me me delve in. Let me see if Ryan's ever mentioned any of this sort of stuff. But the reason... I can't say for sure that yeah. Hangdog definitely comes from this because yeah. there is some contention. Yeah, there's some controversy or whatever, but I find it hard to go anywhere else but this. But from around the 13th, the 18th century, all over Europe, there are over 200 documented cases of animal trials that most of the time ended in some sort of execution. So, I mean, like a, like a dog would attack the kid and they'd have a trial about the dog and they'd Absol- kill the dog Absolutely. because it would attack the kid. And that's where it's believed that this this idea of a hangdog look is, you know, this dog that has been condemned, that oh, has just got this face on. It's like, you are going to the gallows, my friend. Oh, man. Yeah. So it comes from that kind of That's sense. sad. So that, would they have public executions of animals? 
Ryan, big fucking time. And that's oh. not even the craziest part of it. Yeah. I just want to say before I forget. Yeah. There's a 200 plus documented cases that I've seen here. Yeah. But there's believed to be many more because court trial records from the middle ages a lot of them were destroyed sure. and just not not kept so yeah yeah uh let me just jump in here so you know nothing about them right no i don't know anything about them all right let me just try to break it down real quick all right so there were two types of trials uh back in the middle ages and it was there were the criminal trials for an animal that did something wrong then there were these uh ecclesiastical trials which mm-hmm. were run by the church, the church yeah. right and they were for like vermin or swarms of animals. Like, um, like try to imagine calling in flies, like a whole swarm of flies that are bothering people yeah. and calling them to court. All right. Time to get the time fly. Time to get come on fly. in. Nope. You right? two in the back. Fill, yep, it in. fill it in. Jesus. So they would actually try to put them on trial and they would... Make, They'd have testimonies from the actual flies. Well, first and, of all, they would they would post these um, announcements all over saying, you know, the flies are expected in court on this date. What? I, they took it so seriously. Jesus. And then when they inevitably didn't show up, they already had a, an appointed defense attorney that was building a case. Against the flies. Uh, no, uh, to, to protect the flies. Oh, to protect the flies. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, they, they took it very seriously. So in 1545 in uh, France, there was these weevils that devastated these vineyards. Cool. All right. <laughs> By the way, the whole time I was reading it, I was like, weevil, weasel, and looked it up and it's just a bug. Yeah, it's a bug. Yeah. So they were, um, the, they were not brought to trial. So they were, all these farmers were complaining about the, the crops and they were not brought to trial because the bishop was like, no, 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 no. What we need to do is we need to pray and pay. Pray, pray and pay. Pay those tithes. Am I saying that right? Dude, it's a 10% tax Good. that people paid on all their income, yeah. which was usually in the form of like for farmers, the food that they raise and all that stuff yeah, was tax, given, given to the church. 10% Good. right off the... Good. You know? That's where it should go. That's what they led with. The, the churches were saying, what we need to do is you got to pay those tithes right up front. Just make sure we're getting that money. So the idea was these things that the church was trying to solve, not only were they getting all of their tax money or, or goods or all that stuff, but every time they fixed something, they were like, the church does it again. We, we They were spreading their um, influence every yeah. time there was a trial, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, 30 years, oh, 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 pay the tithes, right? The bugs that people do, they start praying, they pay all their stuff up. The bugs miraculously leave. Right. But there's a theory that it was like the seasons were about to change. <laughs> right. Seasons were about to change and there was a cold snap. So yeah, they all just that. die, right? Yeah. 30 years later, the weevils come back. Of course they do. And they decide to have a real trial. It lasted eight months. Jesus. Eight months. There were tons of delays. It's like annoying me. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. It's just annoying. Dude, there were tons of delays. And that big question was always... Yes, the bugs were here first, but, um, so they're God's creatures. So we're meant to like respect them. They have a right to be here. But yeah, if you look in the Bible, it's also like they were meant, all the lower animals were meant to be subordinate to, yeah. to the humans. So maybe we shouldn't give them a fair trial and just kill them. But it was always a back and forth. And they finally found a plot of land where they were like, well, let's just move them here. Let's move them here. And they believed the church believed that by saying the magic words, they could actually 
say, go to this spot. And then they would. <laughs> and there's all these documented cases where that happened. Yeah. But again, the people writing them are like these church clerics, right. I guess. You I think of I mean? the office when Steve Carell's like, I declare, declare bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Yes. Like, you can't just scream, I declare yes. bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect, right? So um, here's the deal. They picked this plot of land. They had both sides, like the prosecution and the defense, go to check it out to make sure it's a good enough spot for these bugs. And then... The last page of the document, because this was a super well-documented case, the last page was eaten by rats or bugs in kind of this oh, sort of... Beautiful, um, ironic yeah, iron- ending yes. to the whole thing. Yeah, That's so, nice. so like they were on the verge of picking a new spot for them, <laughs> and we don't know. We don't know how it ended. The Weevils actually ate the entire They were like, congregation. guilty? Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so anyway... Uh, let me just talk really quick about some of my criminal favorites because this is where it gets really good. So this was a different kind of court and they didn't have representation and it was basically charges brought. Let's see. Let's see what these animals did. So there's a, a pretty famous one in 1386 in Falaise, Normandy, where a sow, which is a female pig, pig yeah. yeah, which <laughs> sow cow, I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm the smart one. Uh, murders a young boy, right? And when... I see no problem with that. Yeah, you know, it just was hungry, basically. And this animal, when found guilty, was dressed in a jacket and breeches, and it was hung in the market square. And there is a picture that I wanted to show you because it's actually on the cover of my book here. Mm -hmm. But I got one printed out for you. I think you could make it out. So this picture is a pretty popular one as far as the animal trials go. Oh, that poor thing. Yeah. That was actually, that f- they painted a fresco of that on a wall in a church in this, in this city. Ugh. And it took up like this whole wall. And there's all these documented, uh, the people who wrote about it. But then it was whitewashed over. And they put this enormous organ in front of even where the whitewash is. And they mm. never made an engraving of it or yeah, anything right. like that. So that's like a recreation of it. Wow. So it's just like, oh, man. Oh, sad. Too much? No, no. Just a lot of horrible stories about killing animals. All right. Well, let me publicly. let me end with a little mythology, if that's all right. Okay. Okay. So in 1474, in Bale, there was a cock haha, burned at the stake for the heinous and unnatural crime of laying an egg. Can't do that. Not supposed to be able to do that, Not right? Not on my watch. Right. Uh, so right before they they burned the guy... The 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 uh, rooster they they cut it open and the executioner says he found three more eggs inside of it but it's be- it's believed that these might have might have actually been a um, uh, a hermaphrodite hen so it yeah, kind of this. looked more like a rooster and all this stuff but what's so neat about that is the people were afraid that that rooster was laid the egg of a basilisk. 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 The snake? The yeah. The giant snake thing? Yeah, because the um, the legend of those is that they are lay, they're hatched from a cock's egg. Right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Right? So yeah. it's like this impossible thing that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for the people who don't know out there, a, a basilisk looks like a, a crested snake or sometimes a cock with a snake's head. Um, its odor, its voice, and its look can kill breathes fire some say it does and uh the 
the um, when the cox la- what lays the egg, it can be hatched by a toad sitting on it. I like that. So I thought that part was uh, cool. Oh, oh, last thing. Only the weasel can kill the basilisk. I think I've heard that. Yeah. Leave it to the weasel. Leave it to the weasel. <laughs> and that all of that led uh, to hangdog. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. You can cut some of that if you want. <laughs> no. I, uh, the, the clock fell down, so I, I don't know. How uh, long is it? Uh, what about an hour? Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> no, there's just, a, that's a lot of, that's like, I can't believe there was just, there's just so many different things in there. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, and this book is amazing. So I, I picked this up, the criminal prosecution and capital punishment of animals. Jesus. Yeah, Where'd you find that? By E.P. Evans. Oh, from my favorite new, hopefully soon to be sponsored uh, thrift books. Yeah. And in, in the appendix here, it has all of these uh, cases of all the different animals that were tried and executed oh God, and, uh, and uh, excommunicated. And there's this one in there that has no information other than it was in 1596, the dolphins. There were some dolphins in Marseille, France. Mm, we've been there. No information. I don't know what they but did. something happened to them. Something happened. There were yeah. court records of it. And so something happened and I don't know. Oh man, that's sad. But it'll eat away at me forever. That's going to give me a hangdog look just thinking about it. Yeah. All the things that happened to those dolphins. Yep, yep, yep. They're just not happy because they're dead. <laughs> cool, man. Yep. I wanted to also go with something a little creepy because of the 13th episode. Okay. Oh, wait. that And that was the creepy thing. I think so. Oh, I thought you were going to say something the, else. No, all of the... <laughs> I've got more. <laughs> I think we're good. What do you know about Colin Firth? In um, his 1993 hit, The Hour of the Pig. I don't think I've seen The Hour of the Pig. He plays one of these lawyers. Oh, really? Uh, for, these, for these animals. I like yeah. Colin Firth. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah. But I can't believe he did this movie and I haven't seen it yet. So got to watch it and find out. Well, there's also pig stuff in the first episode of Black Mirror. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, right. The Prime Minister. The Prime Minister has, has to have to... sex with the pig yes. on TV. Yes. So if you haven't seen that, it's very we, relevant. We just ruined it. We just ruined it. No, we didn't well, ruin no, it. No, 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 no. That's, the, that's what he has to do. Right. But does he the do The twist it? is whether or not he does it. So, all right, man. Well, so, yeah, anything else for the hangdog? Nope. I think that's it. Here at Don't Be an Idiom, we've got witches, we've got weevils, we've got weasels, we've got a whole bunch of unlucky things that happened to us throughout the episode. Yes. Some are offensive, (laughs) but not to us. But check out our Instagram. I promise we'll have some um, relevant little things for you up there. Yes. And send us an uh, an email at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com for your idiom sighting of the week we've gotten a few of those yes and uh, they're awesome they and, are and a lot of them are run amok and we're okay with that yeah there's been a bunch of run amucks yeah so we're looking for other idioms now but you know if all you got is run amok we'll, we'll take, take it we will take everything we will gladly take it yeah all right well happy 13th albert you too ryan and uh until next week don't, don't be an idiom All aboard the conductor yelled Get up, don't take it for the train hell Non-stop through the night For the morning If you hear that whistle blow You're a whistle
smile as she climbs the stairs Painted lips and raven hair She was the apple of my eye Then I died And now the worms are eating my insides Thank you.